0: Hey there, and welcome to How to Be a Better Person. I'm Kate Hanley, your host and the author of the book, How to Be a Better Person. This week on the podcast, I'm talking about tough times. I'd heard from a couple of listeners that they had been going through a legitimately shitty time. It felt like it was becoming a very long time, and they wondered if I could do some episodes about how to deal. So here they are. I hope they help. Here's a truth about tough times. They're naturally a lot tougher when you try to get through them on your own. That's because humans are social creatures. We've evolved to the extent that we have and proliferated to the extent that we have because we are wired to connect with others. Humans have exquisite architecture that means we are soothed when we hear a kind word from others or share a look or recognize comforting body language or facial expressions a big piece of that architecture is the vagus nerve that enervates the face, neck, and connects them to the heart and the gut. Vagus means wanderer in Latin, and the vagus nerve, that's V-A-G-U-S, not Vegas like Las Vegas, really wanders all over the body, connecting disparate parts and helping us detect danger and also experience safety. The existence of the vagus nerve means getting support from others is really a physiological imperative, especially when we're feeling unsafe, as we do when we're going through tough times. But it's not always easy to feel like it's okay to connect with others when you're going through tough times. And today I'm talking about specifically receiving from others, whether that is something as simple as a comforting look or a bigger gesture like, could we bring dinner over, for example? The thing is, receiving isn't something that we're taught to do. I mean, the very phrase, it's better to give than to receive, is excellent proof of that. Even the popular kid's book, How Full Is Your Bucket?, talks about how important it is to be kind to others because it fills their bucket. But it doesn't talk about how sometimes you're the one with the empty bucket and you could really use a ladle from someone else's bucket, you know? Being able to receive support from others becomes a lot easier and a lot more effective when you can cultivate two things, being present and being open. Let's start with being present. So the human brain has what's known as a negativity bias. And that means we tend to focus on what goes wrong or what could go wrong, much more so than what's going right or even what is. When we're stressed, that negativity bias is even stronger. Our defenses are up. Or conversely, we may be protecting ourselves by shutting down, which is something that the vagus nerve plays a role in too. When you're going through tough times, it's really easy to get trapped in your head. It's natural even. You don't necessarily have to replace the negativity bias with a focus on the positive. You just have to be aware of what is. Your senses are a great way into the present moment. Naming three things you can see, smell, hear, or touch helps get you out of your head and into the present. And when you're present, you understand what you need, first of all. And when someone is trying to connect with you or help you in some way, you can notice because you're not so distracted by whatever Mishagas is happening inside your own beautiful little brain. I do want to point out that you want to resist the urge to start looking for the bright side right away or only focus on the positive. I'm not saying negative, bad must be positive. I mean, yes, gratitude and appreciation are powerful, positive emotions that can help even in the midst of tough times. But also, you don't want to gaslight yourself and not allow yourself to experience what you are actually experiencing, which probably might include some of the more intense emotions like anger fear, or grief, if you can be present to your experience, then those emotions don't have to try so hard to get your attention. Jack Cornfield, who is a mindfulness pioneer, talks about greeting your emotions and inviting them in for a cup of tea. Maybe that feels like way too advanced of a spiritual practice from where you are right now, but you can at least allow yourself to acknowledge how you're truly feeling That is you being present to your own experience. The second piece of being receptive is being open. And we're going to talk more about that right after this break. Welcome back. Okay, for my sporty friends out there, if you think about catching a ball or maybe you played soccer and you know that sometimes you need to trap a kick that's coming at you, you need to stop that ball from rolling on down the field. You know that you can't just hold your foot or your hand out flat, or else the ball is just going to bounce right off it. You have to have that hand or foot, it has to have a little softness. There has to be a little give there. And you even need to move your hand or foot in the direction the ball is actually going first before you can stop its motion. If you have your hand balled into a fist or your toes are all curled up, that ball is just going to bounce right off and go in the direction that you don't want it to go. You need an open hand, a relaxed foot. and That is how you want to approach just your energy right now to be open, because if you're not being open, you probably are going to get hijacked by that negativity bias, and then you won't be able to notice the way that support might be showing up for you because it might be coming in a way that you wouldn't expect. When I went to the hospital because I was experiencing abdominal pain, I was really scared because I've had a lifelong fear of hospitals and needles and scalpel and surgery and all that kind of stuff. And I was really kind of, I was a little bit freaked out, I'll be honest. And I kept being seen by people who had the same names as people in my family. And I'm not talking about your run-of-the-mill names like Sam or Steve or Bill or whatever, the woman who took my vital signs was like, oh, you're a Kate? I'm a Kate, too. With a K? Yeah. I was like, yeah, with a K. She said, are you also a Catherine? And I said, yes, I'm also a Catherine. And she spelled it K-A-T-H-E-R-I-N-E because there's a lot of ways to spell Kate, Catherine. And I was like, yes. And that was my first sign. And then a young man named Arthur gave me an EKG. Arthur was my grandfather's name. I was chatting with a woman in the chair next to me who was a patient. Her name was Patricia. I had a cousin, Patricia. Then my nurse, when they finally admitted me to the hospital later that night, was Liliana, and my daughter's name is Lillian. And it just was a sign to me, like, I'm good here. I am surrounded by people who care, and I don't need to worry. So if you're not being open, you might just miss those kind of signs. Now, listen, it's kind of woo. I watched Mark Marin's stand-up comedy special recently. It's called From Dark to Bleak. And it is about going through tough times. And he says something in there that really resonated with me. He said, When things get dark, we go mystical. (laughs) And so maybe that was me going mystical in the hospital, but hey, I'll take it. But also, there may be more direct signs of support coming your way that you might otherwise dismiss if you're not being open. For example, after I got home from my surgery, several days later, I was feeling a lot better. A friend reached out and said, Hey, would you like us to bring you dinner tonight? And I'm thinking like, oh, you know, I feel pretty good. I can cook dinner. I don't really want to be a bother. That's so sweet, but don't worry about it. I mean, I went through this whole script in my head and I was finally like, what am I saying? That is so sweet. I'm going to say no to that. That's ridiculous. So I said, that would really be wonderful. And when they brought dinner over, they came in and we shared a glass of wine and we sat at the kitchen table and we had a great talk and it was just like... It was a really beautiful moment. And if I had said no because I was trying to be polite or I didn't want to be, you know, a pain in the butt or whatever, these things that our minds tell us, right? They're not real most of the time. We would have missed out on that experience. And what a bummer that would be. We all need reminders to be open and receptive. So consider this episode your reminder. And then please come back on Wednesday when I'm talking about post traumatic growth with andrea nakayama as she shares some awesome tips about what to do when you're going through tough times and how when that's happening you really want to create a cradle for yourself i loved her analogy and she gave some very specific ways to be able to do that while also keeping your mind open to the possibility that on some level this whole experience is planting some beautiful seeds that are going to sprout when the time is right so come back on wednesday